Hey, y'all, I want you to check out Brooklyn Games. Go to patreon.com backslash Brooklyn Games. It's like a monthly zine subscription. Each issue is chock full of imaginative, useful information you will use at your table. Go to patreon.com backslash Brooklyn Games for a new issue in your mailbox or inbox every month. Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, joined today by our magnificent returning guest, Len Pimento of Lakeside Games, lead designer of Prowlers and Paragons, and you've got another game that's come out here recently, correct? In fact, yes, I do. I have another game called there and hack again. Wait, wait, didn't you have a game called called by this axe I hack? In fact, I did. It's like I can't get enough of the hack puns. Um, but yes, <laughs> by this axe I hack was the uh the Conan inspired uh version uh using the black hack. And this game, if you can't figure it out by the title, is the sort of classic high fantasy. Uh, J.R.R. Tolkien or, you know, Robert Jordan or Lloyd Alexander inspired high fantasy black hack hack. Well, you've sent me down some kind of spiral looking at some of the black hack stuff out there. Yeah, it's all it's all because of you. I, <laughs> I have I got the, the well, all that I really have for the black hack is the oh the first edition zine booklet that came out. I don't got the oh. nice second edition that came out or anything like that. And I read through it when I, I don't know if I reviewed it or not on the show. I may have. I can't recall. <laughs> Did recall somebody, right now. Yeah, I don't recall, but I, I might not have reviewed it on, on, on the show. But I, I have I have you to thank for that. I've been I've been looking at uh by this uh, by the uh, actually not by this text, by at there and hack again <laughs> and uh, and some other stuff. And I'm 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 thrilled by the possibility that there's that you can make this like have all these different games that you can just kind of like smash together and do whatever you want with. <laughs> so yeah. tell us a bit about there and hack again. Like I mentioned, it's a classic high fantasy inspired. So it uses the black hack rules. And by that, I'm really referring to the fact that it, the rules are very simple. You make stat rolls, uh, you make rolls on a D20 uh, against your stat. It's a player facing game, meaning the players are the ones generally who make attack rolls to attack and they make defense rolls to defend themselves. So the GM generally rolls very little, or in this case, in, in there and hacking and it's called the narrator, rolls very infrequently. They basically roll for damage, but that's really about it. It's generally the players are the ones who are making the rolls, which keeps combat more interesting because the players are rolling not only when they attack, but when they are attacked. So that keeps everybody more engaged. The game tends to move faster. It's generally speaking, kind of a light engine. If you like, classic BX D&D, it's like that, but I should, I think it's even supercharged over that. It's even sort of faster and, and uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's simple. It's So I like BX type D&D, and I, I'll put this out there too. I was not, I did not grow up or come up on BX and Holmes. I, I was not that, the only D&D I played back in the day was Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, which was far crunchier. And I think that, yeah, it, it, I like BX in those older editions because it is 
quicker, easier to play game, it seems, simpler to deal with. But yeah, this is a lot more rules light, streamed down, less complex than even that, I would say. Big differences between if you're used to playing a classic uh, BX or something like that or AD&D, what would you say the biggest differences would be between something like that and, well, specifically, their hack again? Um, well, I, I, I'd say probably, you know, again, what I mentioned before about the fact that it's player facing, the players are the ones who make the roles is probably by far the, the largest difference in that. Your stats are what's going to determine what you do. So the higher your strength, the better you are at hitting things with a stick or a sword. And the higher your decks, the better you are at hitting things with a bow. You know, and depending on what your mental stats are, intelligence or wisdom or charisma, the higher those stats are, depending on the kind of magic you cast, the more effective you are at casting spells. Uh, because you're going to be rolling to cast spells rather than have your opponents roll saving throws to defend against those spells. So that's kind of like the, the, the largest difference is that player-facing element. And then there's smaller differences like armor doesn't affect your two hit rolls. Armor instead, different versions of Black Hack do it differently. And so in there and Hack again, I just have armor reduce the damage you deal, although it always deals at least one point. And you can choose to have your armor be damaged to reduce your damage by a lot by that one hit, but it will harm your armor and, you know, a few of those and your armor is trashed. The other big difference, uh, black hack the, and the various black hacks do magic a little bit differently, again, for purposes of just making it quicker, cleaner, faster. There in hack again, certainly it does the same thing where I don't like personally never liked low-level wizards casting one or two spells a day or even three spells a day and needing to have something like scrolls or wands to support them and make them more useful until they reach a certain level. So in there and hack again, you know, all magic using classes start off with two spells. They get basically get two spells per level. So you start off with two spells, but you can cast each of your spells three times per day. Oh, so you have at least you're not, it's not endless, but you do have, a bit of a of a buffer in terms of how many spells you can cast and there's only 10 levels and so. so so that means by second level you should be able to cast 12 spells if i'm correct yep 12 spells a day oh that's a big difference now that's something that's something that you and light are on the same page about is that <laughs> he talks about that all the time <laughs> yeah i i I, I understand the ethos. I mean, I can, like, I was there. So yeah, I understand the ethos of sorcerers building up over time. And once you're at your 36th level, that's terrific. But I don't think nowadays in general, there's always exceptions, 80-20 rule here. What I'm talking about is 80% and 20% is going to be different. I don't think nowadays 80%, you have people going from level one to level 36 in 10-year campaigns. I think that's less common and people have less time to play and even the amount of time they have seems to be a little bit less so keeping it from level one to ten and keeping the mages uh, more active and effective throughout that period i think is a good thing and it may sound like a lot like a level three mm -hmm. you have six spells you can cast the that's 18 spells a day oh. great how many times is the warrior swinging a sword or is the elf archer firing an arrow a lot more than 18 times a day so you either have to have these artificial rest mechanics built in to let recover or 
like we used to do in, oh my God, in 4E, where like, okay, everyone's out of spells. Okay, so let's go to sleep. We cleared two rooms. Everyone go to sleep for eight hours. We'll wake <laughs> up and we're back. That's absurd. So why not just get around that? I never played 4E. Well, th- really 3E, I think, was the, the <laughs> culprit of that, where everyone front-loaded everything, and the idea is you just do that, you go three rooms, and okay, you take a full rest. Let's just but, take a nap, we're all better. Right, exactly. And I remember playing that thinking, dudes, we've been awake, like, we've been awake for about three hours. <laughs> what are you talking like, like, no. <laughs> so anyway. Um, wake up, we'll go, wake up, go to the next room, we clear it, and then take a nap. Exactly, that's exactly <laughs> it. So, I mean, but if you think about it, after an arduous task, like fighting all that much, I wouldn't mind a good nap. <laughs> it may even, the funny part is it may even be realistic, but it's not all that high epic heroic, you know? <laughs> I've read all the Robert E. Howard's Conan stuff. And I don't remember him talking about Conan taking a little snoozy, uh, you know, after fighting some picks. Uh, uh, maybe I may have may, you know, missed it, but in any case. Conan, so, Conan, Conan just Oh, Conan's tired now. <laughs> Conan needs short rest. I worked, no, up, I don't, I don't worked up a mighty appetite yeah. there. Anyway, so so but so okay, so you but we're talking, talking about the difference between BX and whatever. So I think the way the magic works is a little bit different. But by the way, conversely, you don't have magic of the power of like wish or mm-hmm. reincarnate, or you don't have now, mind you, BX, I don't think, has a whole lot oh, okay. of super powerful spells, but there are a few spells that are a little bit earth-shaking, and they're in hack again, spell lists are a little bit more gentle, so it's okay for the magic users to be able to cast more of them. So what about, uh, I, I'm just curious, how does like fireball and lightning work here? I don't know if there's a fireball per se, but there is oh. something like a lightning strike here that I think... Um, Let's see, there's, there's three magic using classes, bards, druids, and wizards. And so I think druids can do something like, can they call lightning? Or I think it's actually a generic, hang on a minute, I'm trying to find it. <laughs> oh no. There's a wizard yeah, spell, the book. but there's a wizard one that I know that's like flash or thunder. And they straight up, you basically roll to hit. In other words, you roll your, your spell attack. Mm-hmm. And if you succeed, you do one dice six damage per level. And if you fail your roll, you do half. Some spells you have no effect. Mm-hmm. Some spells you do half damage. So it's very simply the wizards making the roll instead of the enemy making the save. The way the black hack works, the default rules for the, and the way this there and hack again works, the higher level your opponent, uh, the harder your roll is. You get a penalty. So basically if I'm a level one wizard and my opponent is a four hit die troll, I get minus three on my roll. Mm. So you subtract the difference. So, you know, trying to cast a spell on a tough opponent will be uh, more difficult. So let's, one thing I'd like to ask you about and talk about is, is rolling high on that 20 versus rolling low. Cause we talked about this when we talked about, um, yeah, by this ax I hack, I think we did that on the show. I don't think that was a, Maybe, no, we did. Be, yeah, well, we, <laughs> we talked about it all. I know we've show, talked about it. Show. I've woken up in the middle of the night screaming, "Roll low!" Uh, so, so classic black hack is that you roll under your stat to succeed. So, if you have a strength of fourteen, you roll one to thirteen, you succeed. That's classic black hack, and it's very simple, and therefore a lot of people appreciate it for its simplicity. The way there in hack again works. First of all, I'm going to be very clear. There's an optional rule at the end of the game 
to let you work the game exactly like that, just straight up roll under. But that's an optional rule. The way I actually did it was that you have something called a test value, which is like, it starts off at 24 minus your stat. Mm -hmm. As you increase in level, that number goes down. So by the time you're 10th level, it's 21 minus your stat. Oh. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the number gets lower and lower as you increase in level. And you need to roll that number or higher. Okay. So for example, you're a level one character with 16 strength. Well, what's 24 minus 16? Eight. So you need to roll eight or higher to succeed. And why did I do this? Well, for two reasons. One, I like the fact that you can that by increasing in level, it gets easier. If you don't roll under your stat, the only way it gets easier is if your stat increases. And even if your stat increases, even if your stat doesn't increase, I think it's more fun that it gets easier over time. So that's one advantage of it. But the other advantage of it is the fact that I'm childish and I like rolling high to be good and rolling low to be bad. (laughs) Unlike normal black hack, it's the same idea. You're basically using your stats to figure out what you need to roll. But I just sort of twisted it so that that way you have to roll high instead of roll low. I think a lot of people are used to looking for that natural 20 to come up. It's in the cultural zeitgeist. It's You see memes about the nat 20 and that's the nat it. 20. It's, it's, it's so, look, in fact, it is so, I feel that way so strongly that even in By This Axe I Hacked, the Conan game, uh, the default rules in the Conan game are roll under. But mm-hmm. even in that game, 20 is a critical success and one's a critical failure. The exceptions are 20 and one. Mm-hmm. Why? Just like you said it, man, at this point, it is in the cultural zeitgeist. Rolling a 20 is good and rolling a one is bad. And it's, I'm just too immature to get past that. Well, here's the thing too. If you don't like that, it's so simple. Did you say, okay, we're going to reverse it to be ones are the next. Crit hit that the, the one you're looking for in the 20s are your fumble. Like that's exactly that it's really easy to sort of swap that the mechanic is so simple and elastic that you can bend it anyway and make it and make it work for you. And I will say classic black hack doesn't use crits at all, but both in there and hack again and in by the sax I hack. I use crits just because I like the excitement that they add. In fact, I like them so much that in both of those games, once your stat is at a certain level, you crit on two different numbers. So like once your stat is, I think it's like 16 in there and hack again, which is a high level. But once, if you have a stat of 16 or higher, then you crit if you roll a 20, but you also crit if you roll your stat. So you have a two in 20 or one in 10 chance of a critical success uh, because crits are fun. And they add some excitement and swinginess to the game. I like them. I've always, I, I've, and even when games don't have the critical, the, the natural critical 20, I always house rule it. I have my own house rules. I keep on adding to that. I've got a couple questions. We're coming really close on time. So I'm going to have to be asking where I can find you soon. <laughs> Any chance we can get an idea of what you got coming up here in the future or anything in the, in the works that we might be looking forward to that you're thinking about right now or? So I have a sci-fi game that, that, you know, we tested recently that is sort of in the works and I just haven't, I just got to put my brain about how I want to release it, but it's a homage to a a space fantasy with space wizards where spaceships make sound in 
space. So, sh and there's probably going to be something for Prowlers and Paragons Ultimate Edition. That's, that's there's a couple of things for that that's being worked on right now, um, but nothing I can really speak to at the moment, other than to say stuff is happening. Excellent. It's good to hear. Could you tell the listeners where they can find you online and where they can pick up there and hack again? Buy this Axi hack and Prowlers and Paragons. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for asking. Um, <laughs> uh, the best place to find me is PNP the Omniverse, the Facebook group, PNP the Omniverse. Uh, I mean, I'm on Facebook as me, but it's pretty straightforward to, to find me. Uh, we also have a Discord channel for PNP, which tends to sometimes involve some of the other stuff that I do, but definitely the Facebook group, PNP the Omniverse. It's a very, very friendly, very welcoming group as is our discord, frankly, it's not as insular as some others I've seen. Uh, and in terms of where you can buy all my stuff, it's all available on drive through RPG uh, in both uh, print and demand and PDF. So I'm going to, I'm going to bring one more question here. I'll bring this in. one's out of the blue. I'm going to surprise you light and I, and <laughs> light and I, and John and um, Baracha. We're talking last night in game, <laughs> looking up different superhero games and whatnot. And I wanted to know if you will come back sometime soon in the near future to do a Prowlers and Paragons episode and tell us a bit about that, how it works and whatnot. I would absolutely love to. In fact, I can run you guys through the quick start. The characters are already made and Ooh. good to go. So yeah, absolutely. Would love to do it. More than happy. Oh, if you go through the quick start, maybe we'll have to plan. We'll plan a Wednesday night game for the alternating game where we can play Prowlers and Paragons and, and, and take a look at that. There, I'll my have to. Is, <laughs> my life is finally starting to get organized. So, in fact, <laughs> at some point, I should be able to, you know, hopefully soon, maybe after the holidays, I should be able to be back and get things a little bit more together. Excellent, excellent. I'm looking forward to it. Well, I want to thank you for coming back on. Thank you so much for having me. It's a blast as always. It was good talking to you again. If you enjoy what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook, search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter at Logar Hale Crom. Hey, I'm on TikTok now at Logar Hale Crom. I'm hip. I'm with it. We are Patreon. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. We can really use support. And as always, keep those dice rolling. Look forward to Logar's third videos on TikTok. Oh, they're on there. <laughs> <laughs>